world currently has two kinds of people. The first kind are currently traveling the world and the second kind are swiping through their Instagram stories. The first kind is absolutely valuable for the economy. In fact, they could be a major reason behind Oyo's comeback. Yes, Oyo has filed an addendum to its existing draft red herring prospectus, the document that companies have to submit to the SEBI before their IPOs to reflect its current financials. But is it the right time for the company to enter the markets? Welcome back to Revolution Read On, a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance. Click on the subscribe button to never miss an update from us. Here's your story for today. Oyo first filed its DRHP in October 2021. It was set to issue fresh shares worth 7,000 crore rupees and put up existing shares worth 1,430 crore rupees for sale. SoftBank, one of Oyo's early investors, was all set to sell its stake. Initially, the timing seemed right. Everyone was betting big on startups. Also, Oyo had just managed to take control of its losses. From a loss of 13,122.77 crore rupees in FY20, it reduced losses to 3,943.84 crore rupees in FY21. But still, a number of factors were against it. Though people had begun revenge traveling, papers were still full of headlines that claimed business travel was dead. Business travel accounts for only 21.4% of all travel, but it is what helps a lot of hotels and airlines be profitable. Those traveling for business purposes usually book first-class tickets. That's why it's called the business class and five-star hotels unlike the rest of us. And Oyo has a major network of corporate clients, approximately 6,600 that it depends on. So the headlines didn't help. Plus, Oyo had never made any profits, making it a risky bet. So, Oyo wasn't sure if it would get the $12 billion valuation that it was looking for. On top of this, Oyo was hit with a case by its rival Zostel and asked Sebi to stop its IPO. Reasons? Back in 2015, Oyo was planning on acquiring Zostel. As part of its due diligence, the company apparently acquired Zostel's data, but the deal fell through. However, Zostel now wanted payments for the data that Oyo had acquired and a 7% stake. And it wasn't just Zostel that was against Oyo. It has 21 cases registered against it. It has spent around 1,166 crore rupees in the last three years to fight cases. All of these factors probably led Oyo to pull the brakes on its IPO. So, why is Oyo back? Like every movie character going through a rough time, Oyo decided to take a break and reinvent. And now it is back with a full-blown makeover. It has halved its losses, increased revenue by 21% and gross book value per hotel by 47%. And it became a bit positive for the first time ever. That means the company is operationally profitable. However, the news that the company's adjusted EBITDA was positive led to some hue and cry and debate on the internet. While some claim there's no such thing as adjusted EBITDA, 
the metric has been used by companies since forever to give people a better idea about operating cash flow. To get to its adjusted EBITDA, it subtracted other income, that's interest it gets on the money stored in its bank account, added finance costs, interest it pays to others, depreciation costs, and share-based payment expenses, basically expense made in any case where it is given others' stake in exchange of goods and services. Seems standard to us, but how did Oyo manage to make such a huge turnaround? Well, the return of travel helped. However, a lot of changes in strategy were also involved. You see, Oyo had been betting big on China and the US. But a slowdown in China's economy and the US's preference for Airbnb meant it wasn't succeeding. So it has now minimized operations there and is focusing on Europe, Malaysia, Indonesia and of course, India. It has also considerably reduced the number of employees it had. But while employee expenses have gone down, the CEO's salary has gone up by 350%. Plus, business and luxury travel have also bounced back. Even giants like ITC and Mukesh Ambani are also betting big on the hotel business. While ITC is planning on launching one property every month, Ambani bought a luxury hotel in New York. So, the time may be right for Oyo to launch its IPO. But not all is peachy. Travel could be boosted by revenge spending and may go down again. Plus, Oyo's reliance on third parties like trip booking websites also poses a risk. And news of an upcoming recession has made the company a little wary. So, it's not going public yet. Plans are to launch an IPO in 2023. Will you be betting on the company when it launches its IPO? And with that, it's a wrap on today's story. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with more tomorrow.